Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. Welcome into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Brian Tripp, great to be with you once again. Joined now by the former mascot, the Nittany Lion, Zach Soa, and Mike Mann, Eric Gaspich. Appreciate the time. Thanks for being here today. Thanks Thank so much for having, Thank us. for having us. Now, I can already tell that you guys spend a lot of time together and that you're close-knit. Man, the last couple of years, it seems like you two are attached at the hip. So how much time do you actually spend together? Zach, first. Mm. Um, I don't really know. Lot. Did I stump you with the first question? Yeah, I mean, no, so it depends on the season, probably. It, football season, we're traveling everywhere mm-hmm. together. Um, home games, home weekends, we're always together on the home weekends. Yeah. Uh, in, in preparation for the stuff that we're doing, some of the props Building that we're making props for games. Practicing we're, skits sometimes. Whether There's a lot that, that it depends on. Um, probably, like, our, our social lives are pretty much intertwined like we each have our own friends but like almost always are involved in each other's um in each other's friend groups too i'd say there there is a lot of time though behind the scenes that not not in front of people at the events where we are doing a lot of work in preparation for the things tons so i think that that makes up a lot of the the social time where it's literally socializing with the two of us, just getting stuff done, ready for the weekends. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. Like, most of our friendship isn't actually, like, us being, like, friends just hanging out. It's us doing some work, like, in preparation for whatever's going on, and then just being fun and having... (laughs) Having a good time. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) doing dumb stuff, having fun together while getting work done, because that's what we got to do. Zach, when did you know that you wanted to be a mascot, and what did it take to become the Nittany Lion? So, fun fact, I actually hated the word mascot for at least the first year that I was the Nittany (laughs) Lion. Um, I never had a desire to be a mascot. In fact, I think I think mascots are weird. It's it's a pretty funny concept because growing up, like, I was a huge Penn State fan. And, I mean, I I used to ask to come to Penn State for for my birthday. And, yeah, my parents went here. So, like, I grew up big Penn State fan, went to games not all the time. We didn't have season tickets or anything. But whenever we got to games, like, I was always looking at the Lion and thinking, yo, that's a really, really cool dude like I just I viewed him as like this Superman character and yeah when I decided I was coming to Penn State I knew that anybody could try out so I said hey I'll try out sometime that'll be a wild story that I sometime tell my like grandkids hey I wore the costume one time to try out to be the lion and then went through the process and they called my name which was Way more than I ever expected, way further than I ever expected to get. Um, but yeah, I mean, life changed then, and it was it was wild. What does it entail being the Nittany Lion? Because there are a lot of events you have to go to. And the unique thing about Penn State is it's such an honor to be the Nittany Lion. There aren't multiple of you. That's correct, yeah. Um, what does it entail? It's it's a huge challenge. I, I know that's, like, obvious, um, but... Between just how much you're doing, um, like, as as you said, like, it's one person here, um, which is very rare, and I cover between, like, 
350 to 400 events a year. Um, I believe in my three-year tenure, it was over 1,200. Um, I'd say time management is is one of the biggest challenges, but it's it's not quite time management because when you think of time management, you typically think of somebody who's like got their calendar like all organized and knows I'm gonna like put this much time into this and like organizes their day very well. Unfortunately, that's not even possible for me because like so much of my life and my commitments is like it's last minute stuff like stuff that you got to just like fit in between the cracks and so more than anything I just learned to be I just learned and developed a pretty elite um, skill of adaptability so yeah I mean besides that uh, obviously it's very physically demanding Um, the 51 arm push-ups that you have to do to try out are (laughs) those are the most stressful part by a mile because nobody's used to doing that um so you just work hard until you can do that um and then when our when our football team puts up yeah, we have a high scoring 70 offense 79 points but an absurd amount of points and yeah, so while, is, while we're all cheering in the stands zach is sitting there starting starting to get stressed realizing yes. how many push-ups he's gonna have we to get to the red zone and i am booing so, yeah. <laughs> no he's not he's not no he's uh, well, i'm praying just, i'm praying for a field goal instead of a touchdown because <laughs> right, i don't fair, have to fair. do i don't have to do push-ups every time we score a field goal now, eric you're a natural holding the mic here for the podcast right. when i was in school i graduated from penn state in 2011 mm-hmm. and they always did. There always was a cheerleader that came out and said, are you ready for Penn State football? But it was never like today. The whole stadium is yelling it now at a yeah, football game. It's I crazy. mean, this thing has grown. You've become it, an institution. It, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm so lucky to be in the position that I am. And uh, we actually have a cool surprise coming up at the blue and white game with the Mike Mann and uh, I guess we're going to do a little. I thing. don't know about this. This is yeah, exciting. He doesn't know about it, but we're going to do a little thing with some future Mike men. And uh, it really, it has grown, exactly as you're saying. And uh, we're looking forward to the future of it, too. So, How did you get to the position that you have now? Um, I would really say that it comes down to helping out my buddy. So so Zach was a lion, and I I kind of just, I, I, I saw that there was an opportunity for somebody to help him. And he would be going to events, and as the lion, you can't talk. So you have no advocate. You're just there. You're doing your job. Everybody's telling you what to do. But there's not really a way for you to be able to express what you need from somebody else. So then I pretty much took on the role of being the advocate where I could get him drinks, get him a towel, get him stuff for a shower if he needed afterwards, and just fight for what he needed. And through doing that, I just got more involved. I started helping building props. I worked him, I, I worked with him in the preparation for his national skit. And I got to know the coach really well. And through all of this... I'll, uh, I'll cut in here. So, yeah, the coach got to know him well. And then one time while I was on the phone with the coach, he like he, he loved Eric. Eric's energy is, like, unreal. You can tell that mm-hmm. very easily when you meet him. Um, and he just asked me this random... He goes, hey, I have a really random question for you. And I said, what's that? He goes, do you think Eric would like to try out to be the mic man? I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> I the rest known, is history. Well, I had known the previous Mike man, and I <laughs> knew how cool of a job it was. And I got the phone call. And, I mean, what am I going to say? Of course. Yes, yeah, I want to be the Mike man. That would be the coolest opportunity. So I got to try out, and I uh, killed I got, it. I got the position. So I've got my own hype man right here. So <laughs> I can tell. Right. Zach, do you ever wake up in the morning and just take your hands to your ears, even without the costume <laughs> on, and just feel like that, that's how you get good the morning going? Um, I do that throughout the day frequently. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Especially how, before exams. Well, the reason yeah. I asked that, how do you learn and get to know some of the mannerisms that you have in costume? Like, there's a certain walk that you do as the Nittany Lion, and do you find yourself doing that now when you're out of costume as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, typically, okay, I'll, I'll try to tackle these one at a time. Okay. Um, so, how do you learn it? Uh, pretty much, you're trained by the your predecessor. Mm-hmm. Um in leading up to the tryout, I spent a good amount of time with the previous lion, Jack Davis, and he taught he taught like everybody who was trying out uh, the walk, like the the signature ear rub, how to do one arm push ups, um, like a, a bunch of other mannerisms, and like just how to react in different situations and everything. Um, once I was selected, I worked with him a lot more one on one in terms of like situational um tests kind of like um that's pretty much where i like learned he one of the first things that really stumped me and i'll i'll never forget this because i i uh i always like remember when i don't do stuff well so one of the first questions he asked me was all right so you're at a at a game and a ref makes an absolutely horrible call how do you react and i'm i'm just expected to act like the lion would at this point and i just I start giving like thumbs down and like what like mm-hmm. making all these all these motions like just exaggerating my frustration with the refing and he goes absolutely not. Um so that was when he like reminded me that the lion's always supposed to be like the symbol of positivity and like when everybody else is doing that the lion can react to it because it's natural but very quickly flip the switch and be like all right brush it off we're back to normal like everything's going to be all right. Um, and just get back to positive um, support of our team. So yeah, that's that's where that's where you learn it basically. Um, and not now, to cut you off, like that that goes with everything you guys do now. You in those roles, you represent Penn State, Penn State Athletics, and the university. That has to be number one, a huge undertaking, but also a, a really rewarding experience for you guys as well. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, what what we try to remind ourselves is that we are always, like, even if we're not, there's always this, the chance that there's a camera on us or somebody's listening, and we need to be the best representatives of the school as possible, and that's that's really what our positions are. They're a university representative position. They Everybody's looking to us to, to be good ambassadors of the school, and that's it's super important to remember that. So, yeah. and with even my in frustration, even with bad <laughs> calls, which there there are a few. Yeah, there are a few. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, like with my position specifically, like there's there's that when you describe the Nittany Lion, there's a phrase that is literally made to describe it, and it's the symbol of our best. So obviously, when you're one person, one student, especially when you're selected as as a freshman like I was I was selected my spring freshman year and all of a sudden I was selected to to be this role that's supposed to symbolize the best of the best of Penn State which I mean it just felt impossible and the worst part is it's not even you're not only supposed to do it when you're in costume because you're the sole person in costume like you're yeah as he said expected to do it whether you're on or off um so yeah, like to live our entire lives um, with that in mind, trying to represent the best possible that we can. Um, it's it's a huge challenge, but honestly, 
huge, huge, huge honor. And great, and great character development. Yeah. I've changed a lot as a person as a yeah. result. And I, I really would say there are lots of things that a lot of college students that have have done while they're at college that mm-hmm. we have just we've gone a, a path that has led us directly to this awesome opportunity. And and being in the positions that we're in, we have had so many great opportunities, even if it's not the same college experience as everybody else. We are so blessed to be in the positions that we're in. And I couldn't ask for anything better. I know that. And the reason I wanted to do this now is you're just coming off Thon. And you two, as independent dancers, raised nearly $49,000, which was the number one total for an independent dancer couple. What drove We hit over 50 by the end of the weekend. You did? Yeah. Because Sundays. They they stopped counting it officially. So our official number is (laughs) $48,725.27. Even down to the cents. I like that. (laughs) But, but yeah, we like we really pushed mm-hmm. like leading up to did. and yep. at Thon. That's awesome. So I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, guys. Since like through the end of the weekend, as I said, they stopped counting Saturday at midnight, and that's the official number forty eight seven two five, etc. But yeah, we we broke fifty, 50 by K, the end of the yeah. by the end of Thon. That yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank, Thank, you. You. <laughs> Thank you. Why did and this for you, Zach? That was your last event. Whenever the Nittany Lion was out there, that was you at Thon while you were a That's dancer. Correct. So what motivated you guys to take part in Thon? Not just in the roles that you have yep. as the Lion and Mike Man, but to actually dance in Thon. And that was your last event as the Nittany Lion officially. Yeah. Um, so what motivated me? What motivated me to participate in general? Um, really, just I mean the relationships that I've made with the kids and their families over these past three years. Um, like I'm a firm believer, as many are, that that no child or family should have to go through what what kids who deal with pediatric cancer have to go through. Um, it's really it's a horrible thing, and what Thon does to support those kids and their families is so inspiring to me and seeing it firsthand. I've gotten to know several families and their kids throughout these three years as a lion. And like, it's, it's just unbelievable because a lot of these families have like come up to me while I'm in costume. Some of them never having seen my face and will just like tell me that, Hey, you're part of our family. Thank you so much for what you do. And it's, an unbelievable experience just to have a positive effect on the kids and their families like that. There's one of my favorite stories um, of all my line, like tenure um, is actually a story that involves uh, the Lionettes um, Thon family. Their, their Thon child's name is Shiloh and she, I believe was three at the time, maybe even two. So at a Thon basketball game, I I really had this great relationship with Shiloh. She loved the lion and was just so like loving. Like she would embrace the lion with open arms every time. And ironically, uh, her older sister at the time was very afraid of the lion. <laughs> Has since come around and also really likes the lion now. Shiloh was very quickly becoming like one of my closest friends um, as, as like the lion as and a thon child. And so after the game, I saw that the family was talking to the Lionettes and I actually went over to introduce myself to her parents and because I just wanted to tell them how much their daughter like impacted me and like how incredible their daughter was. 
And so she was not doing very well at the time. She was um, going through chemotherapy and like was bald and everything. So yeah, really just like a kid in the midst of like the worst of it and just was so happy all the time. So anyway, I, I talked to her mom and her mom was very gracious and everything. And then she told me this story about how consistently, uh, because Shiloh loves the lion so much, they will convince Shiloh to take her medication by telling her how proud the lion will be of her. And it was typically very effective. So anyway, that particular morning, um, she was very much against taking her medication. And she was just not, she is so much so to the point that she ran away, like not out of the house, but just like ran away and hid um, in the house because she didn't want to take her, her medication. And the mom and dad said they like talked about it for a little bit and they just didn't know what to do. And sure enough, I forget whether it was like 15 or 20 minutes later, um, she comes back down and then they notice that the medication was gone. Um, and Shiloh had this big smile on her face and she looked up at her mom and just said, the lion's going to be so proud of me. And I like, I'm not a very emotional person, but when she told me that my eyes just glassed up like really quickly. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's incredible that, that I had that effect. And like, what did I do to deserve that? I wore a costume. And so, yeah, I mean, it's been such a huge honor um, to be in that capacity. And I have, I owe so much to the 51 guys that came before me and, and made that role into what it is. Um, but, yeah, one of my favorite stories of, of my whole tenure. Well, that's going to be pretty hard to top on all the episodes we do on the podcast. Uh, Eric, what was it about the Thon experience as a dancer for 46 hours that made it so rewarding? Oh, gosh. I think... <laughs> I think just seeing everybody there together, fighting for the, the same cause, all as one. I think that's it's probably one of the coolest things that I've seen at Penn State. It's it's it doesn't matter where people come from, what people think about politics or anything. Everybody's there for one reason, and that is Thon, and it's it's for the kids. And I think that just being a part of that was oh, uh, being a part of that with my best buddy at his last event. I mean, that was so emotional. That was. I don't really have He's a bit more story. naturally emotional than I am. I, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I get a little bit emotional. If you look back at the video, you'll see me bawling my eyes out when they announced $48,725 and how many cents, Zach? 27. 27 cents. So, I mean, I, for me, that was just, oh, that was the greatest experience. Zach, what did the body feel like putting the costume on for the <laughs> final four hours? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had... I had a much tougher time with the 46 than he did. Yeah. Um, he was really just plugging away the entire weekend. But How heavy I is was, the costume for people listening? So while it's dry, I think it's about like 15 pounds. Is it um, true that someone went into a pool with the costume on? Once? Yeah, I, I did that. I did that, that multiple times. Yeah. He went um, scuba diving with yeah. the costume on. Yeah, I went scuba diving. It's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's why you say when it's dry. <laughs> when it's dry. Well, no, well, it's it, never it dry. Gets, it gets it's soaked like sweat. with my sweat. It's never okay. dry. So, yeah, by the end of by the end of a game, it's at least 
at least like 21, 22 pounds. Um, like it, it really gets heavy when I sweat into it. And then when, when you swim in it, it's gotta be like oh, the body alone is probably <laughs> 60 pounds. Yeah, it's like, it. it's lifeguards on duty. Yeah. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, sure, yeah. every time I yeah. went into the pool, we made sure that lifeguards were, that there were extra guards on duty and like surrounding the area that I was in. Just, wow. He's um, doing this with a he- the head on too, which. Yeah. So it, interestingly enough, there's, there's normally like a, a mesh in, inside the, the head that like makes it harder for people to see inside. Um, but if you're swimming in it, that mesh makes it so dangerous um, because you'll come up out of the water. And it's, it's interesting when you're underwater swimming, it doesn't feel too bad. Um, you definitely have a lot of drag. Um, but I actually this feel crazy. This, this kid is, is fascinating. Crazy. It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> I, I feel pretty comfortable swimming underwater with it. Um, but wait, can lions when, swim? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they can. <now. laughs> I can. <laughs> this one. This is well. A he's a lifeguard line. too. Okay. Yeah. I, Free so lions. That's, so. that's why I felt comfortable doing it. Um, there was actually a lion in like the early 2000s that wasn't as comfortable a swimmer. And he like he said he did it once and was very scared at the whole thing. But I tried it out and like yeah, with with proper testing, I did it in like a very shallow pool first. And yeah, it I learned a lot. That's when I learned that I can't like keep the mesh in because it like it literally fills with water it and drain. Even though you yeah, even though you like surface, it doesn't drain like it does drain, but it doesn't drain quickly. So you'll surface and like start gasping for air, but like there's still water like around your face. Is this what you expected um, to talk about with us today? I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm not really sure, yeah. but this is great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So take that mesh out and then surfacing, it gets very heavy the second you surface, like from an inch underwater to the head above water, like you're working hard to tread and keep the head above. Um, but no, it's been, it's been so much fun. Um, yeah, I've done some really wild things <laughs> in my time. Well, I wasn't sure because when he's in costume, he can't talk. So I wasn't sure right. if he'd talk a lot out of costume or what it would be like, but yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, we like talking a lot. We make a lot of friends they're doing. Yeah. It, if so. you, if you booked like 30 to 45 minutes or whatever, yeah, expect, expect an hour. An hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An hour? Uh, I, I think he's being a little conservative, but <laughs> what was it like the, when the final total was revealed at Thon, how would you compare that? You to mean eleven million six hundred ninety-six thousand nine hundred and forty-two dollars and thirty-eight cents? Yeah, and that was before they added your extra money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, no, wait. <laughs> wait, no. So the the money is added to the total. Oh, so okay. The total is accurate, but they don't have enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is but accurate. Thon okay. continues to, to yeah, make it's money, money. It's all a the way through It's a 365-day thing. Correct. Yes. And, and you know what? I think it's also important to note, it's not just the money. It's the just being there and having the that experience for oh. the families, how uplifting that for is sure. for them. And, and I'm that, sure you've seen it from your travels uh, throughout the Penn State yeah. community. It's pretty unbelievable. I, I know of a specific family, and I won't. I won't say names just so that it's like as, as vague as possible. There is a family who's whose Thon child was very much not in good health and advised by all the doctors, you can't go to Thon. It's too dangerous. Um, 
but they they said no we we can't miss on this is the best experience of the year and our child would be torn apart if if they didn't make it um so it's it's really an unbelievable pull like you're so right that it's so impactful that weekend because i mean if if a family's making a decision that is that carries a risk just because it's that impactful to them i didn't realize how impactful it is until i heard that and that it's it's unbelievable so what's so. it like being on the stage or being on the floor at at the end of thon and how does that moment compare to being out there when the team comes out of the tunnel for for a whiteout football game or something like that um they're very different it, it really is different so i'd say i'd say we're both very very used to being on the stage right mm -hmm. and, and just that, that's just a fact um but in terms of taking in the atmosphere so i have previously said that i think thon thon is one of the greatest atmospheres at penn state now clearly the whiteout it's it's they're not comparable thon is just yeah. different we're talking like the whiteout um like for example when this i this is probably the hardest question you're gonna ask honestly i uh, i don't think it's too difficult we just have to like attack it from a, well, a different angle different things Correct. exactly and that's what that's what you kind of need to realize like the whiteout is it, like they often say it's an avalanche of sound like you're in it that is. stadium and there are 110 111,000 voices yep. screaming their heads off and you can't hear your own thoughts no. the it feels like it's shaking i mean Michigan can't even get their first playoff yeah. before, like, it is that atmosphere is unbelievable. Like it's it's so intimidating, it's so loud, so like exciting. Um, but it's not. It, it doesn't carry the same feeling as as Thon does. Like the that one amps you up, and then Thon. Like, when you see the BJC packed at Thon with all the lights on, like, everybody puts on their cell phone lights and everything, and they're singing alongside a, a like, five-year-old with cancer on the stage who is just singing her heart out or something to her favorite song, and everybody's singing with her. Yeah. When when they sing Frozen, and everybody, like, everybody in the BJC is singing a Disney song. Yeah. It's the the energy's still unbelievably high, but it's just it carries a completely different feeling. Is that why you wanted to make it your last event as the Nittany Lion mascot? Yeah, it's it, like it's it's my favorite event every year. Um, that became very clear my first year. I was always a big fan of Thon. Um, I came from a high school that did a mini Thon, and I went my freshman year, stood in the stands for forty out of the forty six hours. Um, but yeah, my first year as the Lion, which was my freshman into sophomore year, um, I experienced incredible things. I traveled all across the country. I went to, I mean, I, I did the whiteout and controlled 110,000 voices with my fingertips, which is unbelievable. Um, it's an extremely exhilarating experience. But then once Thon came around, it made everything else feel like almost small in comparison um, just because of how impactful that Thon is. So really my whole mentality around Thon being my last event was I wanted to go out and make the biggest possible impact that I could. And that's also the reason why 
dancing wasn't my focus. You could ask us throughout any portion of our independent dancer couple fundraising. Our goal wasn't to be selected to dance. It was to raise as much money as we possibly could. And we felt like challenging ourselves in the dancer lottery was going to help us, like, help challenge us to raise a lot of money. And then by being selected to dance, we figured that that would help us further the case of, hey, we're really invested in this. Help us make the biggest possible impact we can. And, yeah, I mean, I really feel like I went out in my last event ever and made a bigger impact than I ever had. So so what's next for you? I mean, now with all this free time, what are you going to do? Sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is funny, though, just to, just, just to point out, when Zach is outside of the suit, we really we need to let him talk a lot to make up for the amount of talking that he's not able to do in the suit. And you see, he really he opens up like a beautiful flower. He blossoms once you. Uh, oh, once he you called me beautiful. <laughs> no, I was saying the flower was beautiful, like a beautiful oh. flower. But no, it's 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 pretty crazy to see the guy who has to be silent mm-hmm. the whole entire time that he's in there is just a little social butterfly. It's awesome. Was there ever a time where you? I mean, there had to be moments where you just wanted to say something <laughs> so bad and, and you just couldn't, or was there ever a time where you started to say something that, oh, I, I believe I have like client lawyer privilege here. <laughs> 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 you, know what, you know what I also heard? I heard that you aren't the only mascot from your hometown. Like oh this boy. is a, a breeding <laughs> ground correct. of college it's, mascots it's here. Your, yeah. So yeah. Um, and even elementary and middle school. So yeah. I went to private school all growing up. Um, I went to St. Teresa's, like, elementary. It's K through 8. Um, and then Trinity High School um, in New Cumberland and Camp Hill, respectively. Mm-hmm. And my first year as the Lion, our first two games were against Akron and Pitt in in that order. And... So as as you mentioned earlier, most most D1 schools have multiple mascots. And it just so happened that Akron, one of the mascots at Akron, was a kid who was two years older than me. My brother's great, actually, and a good friend of my brother's. Um, and he was going to be the one covering the Penn State game. So he came from Akron <laughs> and covered our Penn State game. It was pretty cool for us. We got a picture, and that was awesome. Fast forward the next week, we played Pitt. <laughs> Same deal. <laughs> Two years older than me, good friend of my brother's, went to St. Teresa's and Trinity. He came and covered the Penn State game. Once again, we got a picture and everything. And yeah, that was, it was just a very ironic thing. And it's especially because my high school didn't have a mascot. Like we were the Shamrocks, but like everybody's like, oh, were you guys all just like high school mascots? No, no. <laughs> no, we just, for some reason, those schools just like breed school spirit. And what about Mike men? Are, are there, is there a legacy of Mike men? Where'd you grow yeah. up and did you always know you want to come to Penn state? Uh, well, I, I knew since, since I was six that I want to be the Mike man. So, no, honestly, <laughs> I, I would say, so my family, when I introduced him to the former Mike man, he didn't know what that was. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I know this guy screams it. Well, he, to clarify, I mean, my freshman year, I did, I had a severe traumatic brain injury and I, Zach makes fun of me. I tell everybody this within um, the first five minutes of meeting. Minutes, you're actually you're one of the lucky ones who I didn't I didn't bombard with that information at the beginning. Um, but I had a severe traumatic brain injury when I was ten, and through high school I was not I w- not allowed, but it was it was actively choosing not to go to any of the pep rallies. 
I school spirit was too loud for me. It was too overwhelming. So all through my high school experience, I had never been to a pep rally. And then coming to Penn State, my freshman year, I didn't I didn't even get tickets to the football games because it was it's too much. Like it it is overwhelming. If you look at a lot of kids with autism, they they have a hard time at the games. They they need headphones. They need some kind of help or like a respite to get away for a little bit. Well, for me, it was it was too overwhelming. But then, I mean. My love for Penn State, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. That's what, just like Zach would come up for his birthday, my family, we would come here for our Penn State weekends. And it would be a springtime springtime weekend where there'd be a basketball game, there'd be lacrosse, there'd be all kinds of stuff going on. And that was, that's what we would do for fun. So I've always loved Penn State. And then my sophomore year, Zach became the Lion. And my freshman, well, the end of our freshman year, but knowing Zach's going to be the Lion at the football games, right? So I, I decided I'm going to be, I'm going to be a Penn State football fan big time I'm gonna go and I, I did Nittanyville every single week I was in the front of the student section making as much noise as possible having the time of my life and and really even if I needed headphones to get through it that's what it was gonna be mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing I'm, I'm going there I'm gonna have a fun regular experience as a college student and now from senior year of high school not being able to go to a pep rally to senior year of college leading the pep rallies, leading the stadium of 110, 111,000 people at a whiteout game. I mean, that is just, putting those two things side by side is, it's it's one of the coolest things. If so. I told you five years ago that you were going to take some extra credits to stay around for another semester, to be a part of that type of atmosphere, like, you would never believed it. No, absolutely not. No, I definitely wouldn't have believed the part where you would tell me that it was my dad's idea. That part, <laughs> I would, I would, I would highly doubt that part, but I would doubt the whole thing. I mean, it's, you could ask Zach. I mean, mate, did you expect me to be in this position? It's it's never no no since <laughs> I'm pretty sure was Kurt the last Mike man to to not start out as a cheerleader first. Um, it's, I don't know if he was the last, but it had been a it had been a tradition for a long time. Like before Eric, the last countless yeah, we don't Mike even men yeah. have had been also cheerleaders. Um. So they start so, out as cheerleaders, and then the position opens up where they can try out to be the mic man. I'm the first mic man in a very, very long time. We we don't know exactly when that I didn't come in trying out for the cheer team. I'm not I'm not medically cleared. I can't I can't put myself in that risk with the the history that I have. So I came to try out for the mic man, and and the, the spirit team, Kurt, our coach, has been so gracious in in allowing me to to even be able to try for that position considering the fact that I can't be on the team. It's it's something very abnormal. So they're they're having me travel to away games. One of the best parts though about if there's any um doubt in anybody's head about like why why Eric over a normal cheerleader, it's made very clear every time we travel somewhere. Not only is Eric's energy unmatched and like he's incredible on the mic, like all all that stuff, it's it's great. Um, but what really stands out is when we travel, we do pep rallies for away alumni and everything. Yeah. And let me tell you, those alumni grow to love this kid yeah. oh, <laughs> so <it> quickly. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, he's too. so friendly. He he loves just talking to people. And yeah, shout out yeah. John and Patty Handel. Literally, <laughs> yeah, we, we there are so many, so many people. There's so many. We're not even gonna start. Yeah, honestly, yeah, we make so many friends at these away games, and it's 
there's we're yeah, very there's, fortunate to be cool. I mean, <laughs> really, we're both very normal people, but we're cool at these events, and it's it's they get excited to talk, and like yeah. he just loves to talk, love and people. it's a little bit more difficult for me because I'm supposed to like not be the lion like i'm just it's another cheerleader but like yeah it's <laughs> who carries a big bag yeah it carries <laughs> a, a big, big bag, bag. doesn't yeah it doesn't dress the same yeah it's it's pretty funny but yeah i mean like too. they really do yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty yeah. easy to convince people he has of stuff all the pom-poms in the bag or something yeah, <laughs> well yeah i'm the spirit team manager he's, he's yeah. the manager so yeah. yep so yeah. I, I think there's only one way to wrap it up can can you do it once for us, oh Eric. Boy. Yeah. Oh boy, what are we re- what are we asking if we're ready for? Uh, maybe let's go stay. I mean, the podcast that it has to be right. Yeah, or or, we, or uh, the blue white I, games, co- right, whatever so you want. I've been criticized before because I squat while I say it. Because I, I get so <laughs> I get so into it. I'm like, are you ready? And I do the good old bounce. <laughs> I am so glad we have video yeah. for this today. Right. Or what's the podcast? Let, let's go stay. He wasn't listening at the beginning. He wasn't listening. I'm teasing you. I'm okay. Teasing you. I don't know that was about good, that. That was, that was good, good joke. Right? I, I, I thought it was funny. I apologize. All right. <laughs> Are you ready for Let's Go State? Yeah, all right. Something like that. Yeah, you've got it down. Yeah. Guys, really appreciate the time. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he does this all the time. But you're all both awesome ambassadors for Penn State. Thank, Thank you so guys, much. Congrats Thank on you. a great career as the Nittany Lion. Eric, Thank we'll you. see you again. Yeah, and I, real quick, I know you wanted to finish on that, but but I just want to put it out there that in in all the lines that I've You're ever ruining to, everything. What? You're ruining everything. Yeah, in, all, in all the lines that I've ever interacted with and talked to, it, it is a consensus agreement where everyone says that this guy right here has been the, the symbol of our best and the best symbol of our best that we've had in many, many years. I've heard numerous times that he's the best line that we've had, and he deserves to be recognized majorly for all the, accomplish- all the accomplishments that he has. Zach, congratulations. Himself. Thank no, you seriously. so much. It, it's been yeah. fun to watch you, and Eric, Maybe we could co-host podcasts sometime. Absolutely. I, 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 I think we're on to something I'm here. I'm in. I love it. I, I, I don't love know that we have the relationship that you and Zach have, but I think yeah. we could do something oh, no, pretty we good could. here. We could, yeah. Right. Zach's going to be gone in the fall. So, Dude, uh, can, I, can I do that too? Sounds fun. Stick around forever. <laughs> Come on, you just got to rub your ear. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. need to cut it off at some point. All right. All right. You're listening to Let's Go State, the official Boo. podcast of Penn State Athletics. <laughs> if you like what you heard here today, make sure you hit that subscribe button. We'll talk to you next time on Let's Go State. We are... Penn State. Let's go. Let's go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.